Hey, this is Kieran Emanuel. I'm the student pastor at Arise Church, where this is more than a youth group. We're family. Welcome to our podcast. I wanted to thank you for hanging with us today. I hope this encourages you. I hope this inspires you. I hope this grows your faith in God. Enjoy the message. So listen, I am, again, I'm, I'm ready to, to continue this talk we've been doing on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Um, it's, it's been really beneficial to me, and I think it's been beneficial to you as well. And God has been showing me some things. God has been telling me some things that I've been really excited and eager to share with y'all. And tonight is no different. Tonight is actually no different. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and sometimes the Holy Spirit can be kind of spooky. You know what I'm talking about? Like like weird. You know what I mean? Like cuckoo or like like icky. You know what I'm saying? Like I always like wish like why didn't God call the Holy Spirit like Greg? You know what I mean? Like like hey, we're going to send Greg to you, but like you know the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is so vital to our walk with God. It's important. It's it's essential. It's vital to what we do for growth and how we really have our relationship with God. And we've been looking at this, this theme for the past few weeks, and I love what we talked about a few weeks ago. We talked about uh, how the Holy Spirit is the director of our motion picture. Come on, somebody. That God is the writer, that Jesus is the main actor, but the Holy Spirit is the director. And he often shouts, lights, camera, action. And what's cool about that is lights it's essential that we have a light, a pure light in our life. Because once we got saved, this thing inside of our heart, there's darkness around it. And the Holy Spirit steps in and said, boom, ah, I'm here. And what he does is he shines a light on the dark places of your life. And he does not allow you to hide the things that you used to hide. He does not allow you to keep secrets that you used to keep secret. The Holy Spirit is here as the light for you. And then, and then camera, super important, camera. Camera lenses always focus on who? The main actor. But oftentimes as we walk in with God, we like to focus on this actor, the extra. Like we like to focus on our stunts, not his stunts. We like to focus on our lines, not his line. But the Holy Spirit is here to remind you that it's not about you, it's about him. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody needs to understand that your focus ought to change because your focus is what forms you. The Holy Spirit is here to change your perspective. And then action. Director says action, and after that, the actors know that his words indicates their action. And a lot of times we have Christians walking around who have the action that's not aligning up with their affiliations. We're saying we're Christian, but we're not acting like we're Christian. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like we, we, we say we walk the talk, mm, I love the Lord, Psalms, you know, I'm good. But then we up here doing something bougie and bad, like all the other side. We, 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 we have to align our actions with his word. And then we, we jumped into something that I thought was super important. 
the first week we started off with this idea of trying to understand the Holy Spirit. Because, again, it's, it's kind of weird, right? Like the Holy Ghost, like this guy's come and live, in, you know what I mean, come live inside me. That sounds weird, don't it? Like it sounds like spooky. I don't want you living here. Like get out. But he's there to remodel and to reshape things of your life. And we thought about these three questions that were beneficial to us. Question number one is, who is the Holy Spirit? Can anybody answer that? Who is the Holy Spirit? God, thank you so much. The Holy Spirit is God. It's not an it. He's a he. He's a person, and he loves you, and he's here for you. Second question was, what, like, what does he need? Like, what's he want from me? Like, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Super simple. He's the spirit of truth. He tells you the truth when you're lying to yourself all the time. He tells you what's real when you are looking at what's fake. He tells you what's right when you're thinking what's wrong. He's the spirit of truth. He's the person that he is there to tell you what is what every single moment and every single walk as you further your journey with him. And then the question that we're going to jump into today as we kind of wrap our minds around this, this idea is why or what does the Holy Spirit want us to do? And the Holy Spirit wants us to obey God. He wants us to obey God. And I think tonight as we kind of talk about this, this topic of obedience, I want to preach this idea because here's the, here's the thing with obedience. A lot of us think obedience is optional. Like, we think obedience is optional. It's like we walk up to a, a, a bay buffet line and say, mm, I get to choose to do this, this, or this. Um, so, no, no, no. Obedience is not optional. Obedience is concrete, especially Christian obedience. There is one thing we have to do. Submit to one person, and his name is Jesus. Obedience is not something that we get to be like, uh, like, if I feel like it today, I'm going to obey. Like, try that with your mama. Try that with your daddy. Uh, today, today I'm uh, that like I got two I got two girls and they know every single day I will cut you if you disobey me. Obedience is something that is needed for our walk with God. So I want to talk to you today about from this idea, the chains of disobedience, <laughs> the chains of disobedience because disobedience will leave you locked up. Disobedience will, will leave you in a spot, in a space that you did not think you would be in. And we're going to talk about that tonight. I'm, I'm, super, I'm super thrilled. I'm super excited. I think God's going to speak to you, Sam, especially you. Bro, you need it. I need it. I'm kidding, bro. You don't need it, kind of. Like, we, we, all, we, we need it tonight. And if you will just allow God to speak to you, I promise you, you'll leave here different. Because obedience, again, it's... It's not something that we naturally want to do. Now, we were born in this world. We were born when we were a baby. We came out, you know, when we came out and we're crying, wah, 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 wah. You know what that translates? Mine, 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 mine. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is how we operate and think. Everything is about me. Me, 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 me. Like, you, you know, like, school's about to start, so you're, like, bugging your mom and your dad about, Mom, I need my new shoes. I need my new jeans. Come on. I need my new shirt. Come on, somebody. I need all of 
the things for me. But Jesus wants to show you all the things for him. Now I want to read this, I want to read this, this little verse. We've been stuck on John chapter 14. I can't get out of it. God won't let me get out of it. And I want you to understand the importance of what Jesus came to do. Now the scene is, is, is important because this is a, it's a Wednesday Jesus is doing this. He's having this dialogue. It's a Wednesday, so I love that. It's a perfect mess for a youth pastor because it's a Wednesday and Jesus is talking to disciples and you guys are kind of like disciples of God. And it's like, it's perfect. It's, it just works out right. And so it's a Wednesday and two days, two days from now, Jesus is gonna, he's going to be crucified and killed for you and I. So he's talking to disciples. It's the Last Supper. He's telling them the most important things he needs to know. And they're getting discouraged. They're like, God, why are you leaving us? God, we need you. Lord, don't leave us. He said, no, no, it's all right. I'm going to send an advocate that will be with you forever. Now, we talk about this word forever because it's important. Forever in the Greek, you know what it means? Forever. Like, my shoes won't last forever, but God's presence will. My shirt won't last forever, but God's almighty throne will. My relationship, I'm sorry, baby, won't last forever, but God will reign. And what I mean by that, I mean by death. That means death will only do us part. That's right. Come on, girl. Hey, nothing can tear this thing. Okay. Anyways, so, so like forever means forever. So the idea that God's not with you is false. I think that's for somebody tonight. To believe that God's not there with you in, the, in your situation is wrong. He's right there. My Bible tells me that God is near the brokenhearted. He saves those that are crushed in spirit. God is right there. But sometimes I don't feel like that. And it, it messes our relationship with God. So Jesus is writing, talking, just having this dialogue with his disciples. And he says this. Uh-oh, Carly, it, it locked. Never mind. Where are you? Never mind. I'm borrowing her iPad, and I didn't know if I'd had a password. And so it's going to be an awkward moment. Okay. Anyways, um, this is what it said. Awkward. So this is, what, this is what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus is saying, he's speaking. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Pause. We talked about this week one. Another simply means someone like me. Right there, he's, she's showing the deity of, of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send someone like me to help you, there it is, and be with you. Somebody say it, forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be, with, be in you. I, have, I will not leave you like orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I and you also live with me. Verse 20, on the day you will realize that I am the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Verse 21, here's, here's the puncher, the kicker. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, in other words, obedience. And you have to understand, this is a relational thing. God wants to have a relationship with you. But there, there are things that come with that. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. 
The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I, too, will love them. And here's the best part. Show myself to them. And show myself to them. What are we holding on to? Because if we're not holding on to obedience, we're holding on to something else. And the opposite of obedience is disobedience. Eric, come here real quick. I love my wife. My wife and I will be married seven years this month. Come on, somebody. And Erica, do me a favor, Erica, stand right there. Stand right there. And uh, Sam, because I was picking on you. Come here, Sam. Stand right there, Sam. And this, this, I want to show you guys a picture of sometimes how we operate and how we operate is sometimes illogical, right? Now, my wife is beautiful. Oh, yes, we've been married. We have two beautiful kids. I love her. And Sam is Sam, okay? <laughs> Sam is beautiful in his own right. You know, Sam is beautiful. But to be honest, I would rather hold Erica then hold Sam. Because if I hold Sam, one, it'll be uncomfortable. It'll look awkward. It'll be uneasy. And he's taller than me. I can't stand it. But oftentimes, we hold on to disobedience even though we can't stand it. Even though it's uncomfortable. Even though it does not put us in a position that we can succeed in our relationship with God. But I want to hold on to obedience. Hello. Okay, girl, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. This is, this is the picture I want you to understand. You need to hold on to what is right. But oftentimes we hold on to what is wrong. And there are often reasons for why we disobey. And I like to liken those things to a chain. And so the, the reason... The first reason we often disobey is because disobedience is convenient. Like, think about it. Like, think about it. It's easier to do it your way than to do it the right way. Like, we often like to cut corners, don't we? Like, if I can make a friend this way, I'm going to do it. If I, can, if I can pass this test this way... I'm going to do it. If I can just cut corners and do what is convenient, I don't have to deal with it's convicting. But when we do what is, when you do what is convenient, we latch a chain to ourselves. And I get it, school's about to start. School's about to begin, and we're about to walk through our classrooms, and the thought of, the thought of making new friends and a whole new school year and all these things bring pressure to us. And so you add on the extra pressure of being a Christian. <sighs> like when, the, when Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me, it wasn't a cute statement for a coffee mug. It means everything that's attached to my name is attached to you. And a lot of people in this world will not like that. So you might have to bear that pressure. You might have to bear that ridicule. But God is saying you need to walk in obedience, not convenience. And what happens is we get chained up. Because it's, it's more convenient. It's more, like, it's more convenient to sit in class and not pay attention 
then actually take notes so you can pass your homework and do, and do good on your grades. It's more convenient to go home and, and play Fortnite all night. Come on, somebody. Call of Duty's about to come out. Come on, somebody. What a, Apex? Yeah? That, is that a thing? Uh, Instagram? Yeah? Am I, am I being relevant? No? It's, it's more convenient to do those things than maybe to, to go home and your mom, ha- mom texts you, hey, Jimmy, when you get home, can you do the dishes? Hey, uh, hey, Sam, can you throw out the trash? Nah, I'm going to go to my friend's house tonight. I'm going to go to the gym. Come on, somebody. It's more convenient to do what, it's more convenient to do what you want to do. But some of us are not in that category. Because a lot of us, a lot of us don't, I guess, not struggle with that. Not many of us were fortunate enough to, to grow up in a, in a good home with good parents who loves us and teach us right. But yet we still struggle with disobedience. And so disobedience may not be, convenience may not be an issue for you, but, but hurt may be an issue for you. You may not follow God because maybe you're hurt with God. God, why did you make me look like this? God, why, why can't I have any friends? God, why? Why, like, and we blame God. Like, you've been there before. We blame God for the things that's going on around us. You may be hurt. You may be hurt with your parent. You may be hurt with a friend. Maybe somebody did you wrong. And so you're thinking, I'm, if I, I'm not going to trust a person I can see. How can I trust a person I can't see? It becomes hard. So we're... We're chained up. We're, we're locked in to these chains. But then again, you may not fall in that category. You may, you may fall in all two. Maybe, this is a good one. Maybe it's your attitude. Come on. Some of, some of y'all ratchet and stank. Let's be honest. Like, maybe if you smile at them more, people will, like, want to come near you. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you said hi to somebody, like, like if you maybe, maybe brush your teeth, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's your attitude. Maybe your mom or maybe your teacher wouldn't get on you so much if you would just stop talking. Like, and we always want to blame, like, oh, man, Miss Susan, she, she's stupid. Like, she always yelling at me, what were you doing? I was talking, what you mean? Like maybe, maybe if our attitude would change, some, something inside of us would. But we're stuck, we're stuck with the wrong attitudes. But here's, here's the worst part about atti- having the wrong attitude is when you have these negative assumptions. A lot of us sometimes walk in this, into this church and be like, yeah, this, this ain't, this ain't going to work. Y'all, we, we tend to think that God is a God of failures, not a God of fulfillment. Like, 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 God, like God is, like he's taking a break on your life. So we have this attitude like, mm, no, I can't trust him. When you see people jumping around in church, when you see them getting hype and, and getting all this kind of extra stuff, you, you don't want to do it because you think it's worthless. Maybe, maybe shift your attitude. 
What if you walked into this place believing that God would change your life? Like, what, like, Christianity aside, what if you just had a good outlook on everything you went through, even though it was bad? And then when you add God to the mix, oh, come on, baby. Nobody can stop you. Because no matter what you do, you have the Prince of Peace on your side. You have the King of Kings with you. You have the beginning and the end. Come on, somebody. We need to shift our attitude if we believe it. Why don't we clap our hands tonight? Let's, let's shift the attitude a little bit. But, but let's go deep. What if, what if it's an insecurity? What if it's an insecurity that's causing you not to really want to go towards what God has for you? You're scrolling through Instagram and you, you come across one of your peers and you're like, man, God, why can't I look like that? God, why can't I, why can't I just sing like him or her? And why can't I just play sports like that? Why, like, why, God, why? Why am I struggling? Like, why, you know, maybe it's an insecurity. Maybe you don't believe in yourself, so why believe in God? One of the great commandments, love the Lord. Love the Lord. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Because here's, here's the thing about yourself. Someone made you. And just like the Holy Spirit was with God at the formation of the earth. He's with you in the formation of your life. Maybe insecurity is causing us to, to be chained up and not want to do the things like, why, why should I read my Bible, PK? Like, come on. Like, what, what, is, what is the point of that? Why should I, why should I do these why, why should I do these Christian things and, and all? Like, what, what is, what's the reason for that? I, I, I don't need to do that. And you're chained up. And here's my, one of my favorite ones. What if the reason you're not, dis, dis, what if the reason you're disobeying God is because there's a need? Like, like some of us will do anything to have a friend. Some of us will do anything just to be noticed. Hey, look at me. I'll do whatever you want. Look at me. Come on, I'll hang out with that group. I'll, I'll say these words. I'll do whatever. I just want to be noticed. Look at me. There's a need there. And sometimes it's not an evil need. It's just a need. And we, we, we want to be this person or we want to have this or that. And we can't find it anywhere else. We think it's only in the other thing. God is not satisfying me, so why would I go to him? Maybe it's a need. Maybe, maybe you want something that you think is in someone else. Seeking something that you never find in any person, any game, any substance. No. But if it's not a need, then maybe we're just selfish. Maybe it's just selfishness. The Bible tells us simply, in Romans chapter 3, verses 10, it says, no one seeks God, no, not one. Naturally, 
If you have not been saved, you've not confessed your sins, and, and that's got to be your Lord, personal Lord and Savior. You, you just want to do you. Mine, 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 mine. It's all about me. Like, like I, I just want to do what I want to do. That's why it's so crazy. Like, how many teens, when they graduate, forget about God? It's like, it's like you've graduated from high school, so you've graduated from God? Like, like in, all my parents in the house, old teens, old kids, there you go. You, you know what I'm talking about? I know this is me. When I, growing up, I'm like, Daddy, I'm out. I'm 18. I can do what I want. I'm, it's all about me. I got this, girl. Come on, boy. I'm woke. Come on, somebody. Like, we think, we think that we can do it all by ourselves. That we, we, we don't need a guy, we don't need a parent, we don't know guidance. We, we got this, baby. This is all us. We got this. But then we realize we're in chains. We realize we're in chains. And here's the, the, the principle that God wants you because he's saying, if I don't have a relationship with you, someone else will. And he's after your heart. And the Holy Spirit's after your obedience. And if you're not chained up to God... You gotta be chained up to someone else, and there is somebody who wants you more than God. There's someone who wants your evil soul more than, or not your evil soul, but your soul to be evil more than anything else. Awkward. And so, 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 so if you're not chained up to God, you're chained up to something that's that's not really, really where you need to be. And you look on the outside, you're like, oh, I'm so happy, but re- really, you're in bondage. And you start blaming other people, but really blame is the denial of your own bondage. And you start, you start asking questions, how do, how do I get out of this and how do I do this? And they're saying, hey, are, are you listening to the advice I gave you? No, 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 that advice is stupid. Hey, are, are, you, are you going to church and receiving and taking notes? Come on, somebody. Taking notes on what they're teaching about on Sunday and Wednesday? No, 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 that's, that's lame. I throw it out the way. I throw it away when I leave the church. Are you actually reading your Bible? No, 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 no. We're living in disobedience and so we're in chains and so many of us are trapped and stuck and want to get out, but we just don't know how. John chapter 8, Jesus says something so profound. He says, those who live in sin are a slave to sin. They're a slave to sin. But Jesus says, who the Son has set free is free indeed. Verse 21, I love it. Jesus said, if you love me, You'll keep my commands. Now, here's, here's what this is not. This is not, hey, do this so I do that. No, this is because you have been saved so you want to do that. Like, I, I absolutely love being married. Because I'm married, I want to buy my wife nice things. I want to take care of her the best way I can. I want to make sure she, she eats at night and in the morning and in the day. I want to make sure she has transportation from to work, back home, and, and so forth. I want to do those things. I don't do those things because I, 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 I'm trying to get her to love me. No, she loves me regardless. I think that's what some of you need to understand. God loves you regardless. If, if you say, God, I, I, I forgive, me, forgive me of my sins, I repent, I'm turning to you, you are the Lord of my life, God, I, I'm coming after you. There is this Huge theological word says regeneration means you have been changed and you are no longer the same. 
So stop being a hypocrite. Let me explain. The devil, this is the best definition of hypocrite. The devil says, hey, look at you. He says, hey, you're a saint. Stop being a sinner. Or rather around, you're a sinner. Stop acting like a saint. There it is. That's what it is. You're a sinner. Stop acting like a saint. But Jesus is like, hey, look, bro, stop being a hypocrite, Carly. You're a saint. Stop acting like a sinner. You are loved. Stop acting like you're not loved. You are worth it. Stop acting like you're not worth it. So then you start to say, God, I'm, all right, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, you said bad company corrupts good morals. So I'm, I'm just going to hang out with the right people, not the wrong people. Uh, you, you said, God, you know what? God, you know, I, I'm going to actually speak life instead of death to somebody. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. You know what? I'm not, I'm done gossiping. You know what? I'm done gossiping, talk about people behind their back. If I got a problem with somebody, I'm going to say it to their face. I'm going to say, hey, look, sister, we had this issue. Can we make up? Cool. Let's get some ice cream. So I'm not doing all that. No, 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 no. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm going to read my Bible every single day, and I'm going to make sure that I have the word inside of me so I don't want sin around me. So let me go ahead and, and take this chain off because, devil, you can't have me. You can't. There you go. You can't have me, devil. Every time you walk in obedience, God says, I'm with you. This is how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit is always there, but he won't be near when every time you walk in disobedience. And so he wants a relationship with you, but sometimes he's too far to help you. But every time you say, God, I'm going to walk in obedience, you start to release the chain. And the, and the Bible says, who the son has set free. Come on, somebody. It's free indeed. So you look at the devil. You say, hey, devil, take your chain because I don't want it anymore. I'm a free woman of God. I'm a free man of God. I know who I am in Christ. Come on, somebody. You need to understand that you need to walk in obedience, this is, this is the gospel. The God called you and saved you and loves you, and the more he loves you, the more you want to love him back. You don't want these, you don't want these worldly things anymore. You don't want to satisfy the flesh. No, you want to satisfy God. I want to satisfy God. I was watching this documentary on uh, plants. <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't understand a word of it. They're talking about these two different types of soils. They're talking about top soil and garden soil. I was like, what the heck is that? I don't know what it is. But what's funny, it was talking about the top soil is not conducive enough for plants. The relationship doesn't work. So you got to get garden soil. It has the right nutrients, manure. I love this aspect. It has manure in it. Cow poop. Because sometimes things can get crappy. <laughs> but what the mess that is in your life sometimes develop you who you're supposed to be. And so there's this, there's this idea of planting yourself in a garden or topsoil or garden soil. And when you put yourself in the right soil, you're able to grow with the right strength. And our obedience, write this down, is rooted in relationship. Every time we walk in obedience, it's because we are in the right soil. We're in the right environment. We, and set your environment up. Wake up in the morning, put on some worship music. 
Come on, put on something to say, no, 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 devil, you can't have disobedience today. I'm going to walk in obedience. Hey, mom, how can I help you? Hey, teacher, I'm here to learn. I need you to understand this is your life. Walk in obedience. Not disobedience. Because ultimately, relationship is rooted in obedience. And obedience is rooted in relationship. Man. I wish we would get this tonight. And you may say, look, uh, PK, I'm, I get you. I feel you. Um, but, like, I'm not struggling with anything, like, hardcore. Build your relationship up more than. Like, there's never, there, there's never an end point. You know when it, you stop pursuing after God? When you're with him. So every single day, I'm being more and more like Christ. Every single day, I'm trying to be more compassionate. Every single day, I'm trying to be more loving. Every single day, I'm trying to be more versed in the Word. Every single day, I'm trying to be more led by the Spirit. We need to always pursue a relationship with God in obedience. But there are some of us in here tonight who have not been doing that. There is a chain link that you're attached to. It's convenient to to hang out with these people. It's, 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 it's really hurtful to, to really walk in God or my attitude is just poor. I'm sitting here not even believing what you're saying. I'm too insecure to even care. I'm walking in anxiety and, and panics. Or I have a need that nothing else has met up until this point. Or maybe I'm just selfish. It's time to get rid of the chains. It's time to break them. It's time for God to set you free. Thanks for listening today. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you consider subscribing, sharing, or posting on all your social stories? I pray you have a good one. Love you. God bless.